I'm Syra, a psychologist and a human rights advocate. Welcome to the podcast on recovery from coercive control, a podcast that tries to unpack how coercive control impacts mental health, what psychology can teach us about recovery, and how to promote recovery and healing to build a hopeful future. If you are listening to this podcast, some of you might be wondering who I am and why I decided to make a podcast on coercive control. The main reason I decided to do this is to share some of the knowledge and ideas that I gained from working and researching in this incredibly important area that touches so many lives. My area of interest and knowledge is in mental health and recovery from trauma, and I trained in the NHS and in women's organizations and have lived experience of coercive control, so I know how important this area is. My name is Syra. I'm a counseling psychologist and psychotherapist in the United Kingdom. I grew up in the U.S., however, which explains my accent, and I studied psychology um, at UCLA in Los Angeles, California. I then trained as a clinical social worker and therapist at Columbia University in New York in 2000 because I was always drawn to this intersection between social justice and mental health. That training in New York, I think, was so important in developing my understanding of how difference, oppression, systemic issues, and someone's social position can impact mental health. And I feel really lucky to have had that opportunity. I think that social work basis was really quite important. After a series of life twists and turns, I ended up in London and retrained as a psychologist. And this is when I chose the topic of domestic violence for my doctoral research. Over the next four years of my doctorate, I chose work placements and training opportunities in the NHS and in charities, always with the focus on interpersonal violence and recovery from trauma. Really, what I wanted to know was how do people move forward after abuse? Was it possible? What did the research say? I've always been a bit of a scientist and I really like evidence and knowing what the experts in this area were saying based on science. What I quickly learned was that the research on coercive control and mental health was very limited and a lot of it was really bleak using outdated terms like battered women's syndrome, and so much was focused on risk and women in refuges. And I just thought there was much more than what I saw reflected back. Through the doctoral training process, I also trained in different therapies because I wanted to see the different approaches to how practitioners were working with survivors. And I also tried each one out myself as a client. So the community organizations and women's organizations embraced what we would think of the person-centered approach or humanistic approach. And these values really resonated with me, um, the active listening and the empathy um, however, I was really left feeling a bit frustrated with not being able to provide the tools to do something or even provide psychoeducation really in this training. 
And then in the NHS, learning CBT, I loved the pragmatism. I loved the focus on what we can control and thinking about our thoughts. But I also think that being from the U.S. and in the West, we love to stay a lot in our heads. And when you're thinking about mental health, what we also need is thinking about the connection to the body and emotions. I think changing thoughts and behaviors is a good way to broaden our perspective and expose ourselves to fears and instigate change. But this may not change the damaging systems and relationships around us. Uh, so many times when I worked with people, I would hear, I have that understanding and insight, but I still feel bad. And that's where I decided to focus on third wave CBT models, which was schema therapy and compassion focused therapy, where they helped integrate emotional and body states and thought about the whole person. Ultimately, these therapies, including EMDR, became my main model. So on the one hand, there were the community organizations and women organizations that understood complex dynamics of interpersonal abuse. And on the other hand was the psychological professions within the healthcare system who had tools for recovery from trauma. It only made sense to me that they both needed to be pulled together for the best hope for survivor recovery. So I'll be explaining course of control and domestic violence and then discuss the research I did and a few insights I gained in my exploration of recovery for survivors. Many people have told me that coming across information and support is difficult um, and hard to find. So my hope is that maybe a few people out there might find some of this information helpful and possibly hopeful, as I have worked with people who've been able to make meaningful lives for themselves despite what they've been through. I would love to hear from you and get your thoughts on the podcast or questions. So please do reach out to me and let me know what you found helpful or would like to hear more about. I hope this podcast has been helpful in your journey to understanding what has happened to you and provided some new insights and perhaps hopefully even helped you feel less alone. I would love any feedback, helpful suggestions or ideas on what you would like to hear more about. So please do get in touch with me at drsyracon at protonmail.com. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to hearing from you.